Howdy y'all and welcome to another episode of Old School Saturday. This is your Be Kind Rewind Disney Movie Plus Disney Plus Movie Podcast throwback episode. Today we are reaching into the vault and getting a movie that I cry at every time that I watch it. And I actually haven't watched it since we recorded this episode. Um, it is me and our good friend Lee, now Davies, together recording this episode. So, hope that you enjoy it. And we'll talk to you next week where we'll have a whole new episode. Bye. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee, green estate in the land of the free. Raised in the woods so he knew every tree. Killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett. Where on earth did he come from? Take good care of that old yellow dog. Come on, Yeller! <laughs> old Yeller, now on special edition two-disc DVD. Well, he's hungry, too. It's the timeless story of a boy and his dog who discovered that even in the middle of nowhere, adventure is everywhere. Critics say this heartwarming film is still one of the best. And only on DVD, an exclusive retrospective goes behind the scenes and reveals Old Yeller like you've never seen him before. Plus, only on this special edition, get a second full-length theatrical film. Old Yeller's legacy continues with the exciting sequel, Savage Sam. Yeller! You crazy, wonderful dog. Don't miss your chance to share this family classic with your loved ones. I never saw such a dog. You won't never see another one like him. Old Yeller. Now on special edition two-disc Disney DVD. Welcome everyone to another episode of Be Kind Rewind. This is your Disney movie podcast. I am... Dan Teets, of course, and joining me in studio today is friend of the show, Lee Hinton. Hello! And we are going to discuss possibly the saddest movie in Disney history. Oh, no. Well, hey, you said you liked it. I did, I did, but I'm just, I'm not ready. You're never ready. You're never ready for it. Yeah, we are not ready for this one. This is... Possibly the first movie that made me cry since we've started this podcast. And if you can't figure it out, we are talking about Old Yeller. Which Lee has told me was her favorite movie growing up. Well, not my favorite, but I do remember um, that we had it on VHS and I would... I, I can't even... I can barely make it through one watching. I don't understand how you could watch it over and over unless... That was the only VHS that you had. Well, I mean, you know, we we didn't we didn't have a lot back in the day, so okay, it was, it was in my regular rotation. We'll say that. There we go. Okay, that 
It was that and Goonies, right? Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Well, unfortunately, we're not talking about Goonies, or else this will be a 63-hour podcast broken up into 15 parts. Yes. All right. All right. So, the movie itself starts with a yellow dog running on the screen and chasing a rabbit into a quail blind before losing losing the rabbit and coming up on a house on the other side of a creek. Two boys are riding a horse, and the young one's peppering his brother with questions about money and everything like that. And then we go inside the house to see Davy Crockett, who is Fess Parker, with a mustache. And he tells the lady of the house that he'll be gone three to four months to go sell cattle. And Fess Parker tells her that he will buy her a store-bought dress, which will be the first one that he bought since they got to Texas. And so Fess and the older boy ride off, and Fess tells the boy that he will be, have to be the man of the house while Fess is gone. And the boy tells Fess that he wants a horse, and Fess tells him that instead what he needs is a good dog. So we cut back, we cut to this boy later on plowing the field when Old Yeller comes in chasing a rabbit, which spooks the horse drags the boy across the field before destroying the fence with a plow. And Old Yeller comes and comes back after he's caused all this destruction and everything like that. Stares at the boy and he gets chased off by the boy, by, by the boy throwing rock. Now, the younger boy, whose name is Arliss, comes in that night and complains to mom about the older boy chasing the dog off. And Arliss then shows his mom a frog, a lizard, and a garter snake that he had caught. And he's told to get rid of them. And the mom tells him never to touch a snake ever again. And so we cut to what I assume is the next morning. And the older boy walks in with an armful of limbs. And is told to go get some meat. Only to to discover that Old Yeller had stolen it. So Arliss and the older boy, whose name is Travis get into a fight over Yeller, and Mom says that they should keep him. And Travis complains that the dog's told him blind, and he's just about to set out to go hunt deer after breakfast and, th- and think. And while he's riding along, the, door, the horse throws Travis because he gets spooked by some quail. And so Travis just sits in the crook of a tree and sights in a deer, and then he lowers the hammer and watches instead. And he also watches several, several squirrels as a seven-point buck walks into the clearing and stares back at him. Travis shoots, and of course, since there are no on-screen deaths in Disney, we cut to Travis walking the horse back with a deer over its back. And then there's an altercation because Old Yeller's been in the watering hole. And Arliss Travis chases Travis back to the house, and the mom tells Arliss to mind Travis. So later that night, Travis is putting up the deer meat to dry, and he threatens the dog. And just to make matters worse, he lowers one of the rear haunches down so that it's just in reach of Old Yeller. The next morning, the haunch is still there, and Travis is shocked. And soon... Mom and Travis are out cutting new fences as Arliss and Yeller chase fish. And Old Yeller catches one. And Arliss spins a tall tale about how he had caught it. 
Mom tells Travis that he does to hurt to have an imagination. And Travis replies that Yeller will make Arliss the biggest liar in all of Texas. Later on, Arliss succeeds in catching the bear cub. And as mama bears do, she comes to find the cub, only to have old Yeller back the mama bear down. And because of all this, that night, old Yeller climbs into the bed with Arliss and Travis. Now, the next morning, Travis and mom are out working the ground when Mr. Cersei and his daughter come up. And Mr. Cersei plops down and tells all that he'd been doing for the community instead of actually lending a hand. Arliss complains about being hungry, and Mama sends Travis off to get some roasting. And so Travis and Elizabeth, who is Mr. Cersei's daughter, are looking through the dark, are looking through the corn, when they realize that raccoons have been there. And Travis says that Yeller had will help to get rid of them. Elizabeth tells Travis that it was Yeller that had been raiding the the eggs and the cornbread and stealing various things. And we come back to the house where Mr. Cersei is telling more tall tales. And he tells the way to mark hogs is to actually climb up in a tree and swing a rope down and catch them that way. So that night, Travis and Old Yeller are out in the cornfield trying to catch the coons. And Travis actually catches Yeller trying to sneak off and he calls him back. And Travis is just about falling asleep when a bunch of coons sneak into the cornfield. And of course, Yeller hears them and runs them off. And the, so the next morning, I guess, Travis and Mom realizes that one of the cows have gone off to have her calf. So Travis sets off to find her. And they find her in a clearing and Travis goes to get the calf when the, when the cow charges at him. And Travis takes <coughs> off and trips. And Old Yeller comes to his rescue. And later, Travis has tied the cow so that he can milk her. And has to bring in Old Yeller to settle her down. Later on, Burton Sanderson shows up and claims that Yeller is his dog. Arliss throws a fit and starts throwing rocks at Sanderson as he tries to leave. And Sanderson says that he will trade Arliss Yeller for a horned toad and for a good cooked meal. And no, that is not Yeller that you're hearing in the background. That is my dog, Toby. I apologize. So, as Sanderson is leaving, he warns Travis about hydrophobia being around these parts and tells him what to watch out for when it hits. And so, sometime later, we cut to Arliss, or I'm sorry, Travis and Yeller are out trying to search for hogs to mark. And they come across some hog, some hog tracks. Yeller rounds them up. And Travis climbs a tree just like Mr. Cersei had said works. And he grabs a small one with no problems. But falls from the tree because the limb cracks as he's trying to get a bigger one. Yeller saves Travis after he falls into the place where all the, pig, where all the hogs are. But not before Travis's leg is messed up. Travis calls to Yeller, but he doesn't come when he finds him all cut up by the hog's tusk. And so Travis moves Yeller into a small cave and he climbs onto the horse to go get his mom. And his mom pit patches him up and after some persuading, they head back and patch up Yeller. So later on, Mr. Cersei comes back with Elizabeth and he's brought 
a pup from her dog's litter, which which is a uh, old yeller's uh, pup. Travis tells her to give him to Arliss, and Mr. Cersei starts telling a story about a cousin who had been bit by something that had the hydrophobia, and how he died in a slobbering fit. And Mama's not having any more of this, and she throws him out of the house, and says that there are things that he could do to help around the house instead of just sitting around and telling tales. And so he volunteers Elizabeth to help, and he takes off. Now, after the corn's been brought in, one of the cows comes in staggering, and Travis figures out that this is from the hydrophobia. And so he gets his gun and shoots her, and Mama sets to burn in the canvas, or to sets to burn in the carcass to stop the spread of the disease, and Arla starts asking questions again. And during this, Mama yells at Travis to get his gun because there's a wolf outside. And of course, Old Yeller fights him off, but he's been bitten. And Mama said that the wolf was mad, and Travis says that he'll pin up Yeller just to make sure that he's okay. Two weeks pass, and Travis asks if it's okay to let him out, and the mom tells that it, and the mom says that it takes up to a month for hydrophobia to show up. So two days before our before Yeller can be released, Travis brings dinner out to him and Old Yeller snarling at him. And Arliss is sent to bed, but he sneaks out to old, let Old Yeller out because he's tired of not having his dog running around with him. Mama catches Arliss just as he's about to open the door. And Travis says that he has to shoot him instead of Mama because it's his dog. And we see him pull the trigger, but of course, because it's a Disney movie, we don't actually see Old Yeller die. And Davy Crockett comes back and kisses Mama before giving him, before giving her a dress and some shoes, and gives Arliss an Indigenous people's headdress and a tomahawk. And he then asks where Travis is, and Mama says that he's up on North Hill burying Yeller with Elizabeth. Travis tells Elizabeth that the pup may be part Yeller, but he will never be all Yeller. And Dad tells Travis that the best thing that he can do now is to forget it and move on. And they share a moment, and the movie ends with the puppy stealing a haunch, and Travis saying that it's time to keep his try is that it's time for the pup to earn his keep if he's old enough to act like Yeller. And the movie ends with young Yeller chasing a rabbit. Okay, so getting into your recollections of the movie. Um, well, I remember uh, the first thing in mind is a lot of the, um, the the coloring and how it was, even the tones and the choice of settings and everything more of a darker. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel that that was a good way that they went ahead and set the um, And I remember the friendship. I of yeah. The heartbreak was definitely there because, like I said, this was the first movie that I actually cried. I bawled. I think I bawled every time that I've watched it, which was twice. <laughs> because this is this is one of those films that I... Well, actually, I think it's a movie that everybody knows exists, but it's one of those where you don't want to think about it. Because right. you, you know just because it's based on a book and mm -hmm. the book ends sad, so of course you can't have the movie not end the way that the book did. But because 
I hate to say this, but there's no other way to say it because Old Yeller got around. There was an Old Yeller too. I didn't know that. No, I'm saying the the younger Yeller was the oh, yes, Old yes, Yeller yes, too. Oh yes, yes, yes. Understand, understand. Not there was an Old Yeller yeah, too. Yeah, I was like, I missed that. <laughs> well, I mean, they made a Hamlet too, and they made a Titanic too, so it wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past it for there to not be a Old Yeller too, since Disney loves doing sequels. And there was actually a, another tie-in, speaking of sequels, because the main, well, he wasn't exactly the main star, but Bess Parker, who played Davy Crockett, was the man of the house until uh-huh. he went off on the cattle drive. Okay. And it, I kind of found it interesting that this Quote unquote took place in Texas, uh-huh. which is where Davy Crockett died. Huh. So, did Davy Crockett actually die, or did he just go off, have a mustache, find a wife, find a couple of boys? I mean, that that's a nice stretch there. That was a, a very creative stretch. Well, that's one. I followed it. You did follow I it? Did. Well, I did. I was there for it. Okay. <laughs> well, I am glad that you were there for it because that's <laughs> one thing that Icky and I always talk about is that everything is connected in the Disney universe in some form, fashion, or way. And because we discussed in the River Pirates episode that um, Davy Crockett was actually a zombie when he came back for the second movie. Wow. What you you did you didn't realize that? No. Okay. Well, let for for those of you at home that that aren't playing the the whole universe is connected game in the first part of the Davy Crockett movies because there was two Davy Crockett movies. The first one he dies at the very end of the movie, uh-huh. and then the second one they just start up just like nothing's happening. Not not that he that he did that he died or anything. But that he's alive. Well, of course he's alive. But he's alive, uh-huh. nothing happened. And the Alamo was nothing more than a dream sequence. Like the whole fourth season of Dallas where Bobby Ewing was a... Lord. And he brings in Dallas. Hey, it's Texas. i got to bring that in... That is true, that is true. So, the fact that Bess Parker was in Old Yeller to bring mm-hmm. it back to what we actually are talking about, not yes. Dallas... Or Davy Crockett, although yes. those were very good shows and movies. The fact that Fess Parker was in this one and he grew a mustache specifically for this role, I think. So that way people wouldn't think that he was Davy Crockett. But for somebody that grew up watching it, he was Davy Crockett with the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and I get a laugh out of Lee for that. Davy Crockett with a mustache. but yes. yes, exactly. Okay, so the movie itself was i mean it was your typical disney film it had you kind of riding on the edge of edge of your seat because you didn't know what to expect but with the movie being 50 years old you kind of knew what to expect because the internet's out there and you can go google anything that you want to to find out about it to find out if you actually want to watch the movie before you get into it but there was and for somebody that has watched the movie a total of twice, mm-hmm. counting this time, mm-hmm. I didn't remember the boy, which I, it was it wasn't Arliss. What was the older Travis? 
It was Travis and Arliss who were the two boys. And Travis was the older one. And Arliss was the one that was always making the trouble and throwing the rocks and getting into trouble with everybody. But Travis, when he went off and caught the pig, I I kind of thought that was how Yeller got hydrophobia. Not from fighting off a wolf at the very end. How did you... Well, I mean, the... The good-for-nothing neighbor came in and he told him, well, if you if you throw a rope over, you'll catch a pig and you can brand him or cut right. his ear or whatever. And so, but then he said, but you need to watch out for the hydrophobia, which right. is right. rabies right. in modern-day language. Right. So, for once, for those of you, once, I cannot talk. For those of you at home... Hydrophobia is what they called rabies before they figured out there was an easier name to call it. I like that. And so when Travis caught the bigger pig and the branch broke, I thought that was where Yeller got rabies. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, once again, I think I might have been... Nine or ten when I was actually watching the movie mm-hmm. for the first time. Mm-hmm. So it was a vague memory of pieces of the movie without the entire thing being right. fresh in my mind like it was from just watching it. Mm-hmm. And so when the wolf showed up with Raby, it kind of threw me, but I knew that it was coming. And so that's, I mean, it. Threw me for a loop, but then at the same time it didn't because it's one of those things like you remember things happening one way and right. then they don't. Right. And that's kind of, you know, how I guess all of our minds work. Mm-hmm. You know, the perception of things and how... Is it true that when you in your eyes... I, it, it's but we're talking about memories here, so, you know, you're always going to get fragments. But I did not... Fragments? Remember, frag, fragments. Is that like Fraggle Rock? Fra- Fraggle Rock coming up, oh, yeah. guys. Fraggle Rock coming up. But, you know, I did remember that um, that it was the wolf. I did not remember um, the manner in which Old Yeller uh, passed in reference to how uh, who, who carried that out. I had forgotten that part. So who did you think did it? Or was that just a part of the memory? Was that just a part of the, the movie? To quote Phoebe... It wasn't a good ending. Yes, it was not a good ending, and I think I just blocked it out. Okay. I mean, I knew that Old Yeller passed. Yes, because all animals and all creatures pass, but you thought they died of a good ripe age? No, no. I knew he died because he was rabid, but I don't think that I remembered, you know, that um, that, that Travis carried that out. Okay. okay. Take a breath. I took a breath. I'm okay. We, we, we are fine. So okay, we're we... fine. Okay. Okay. So, this was in your rotation when you were growing up. What, I mean, did you watch it up to the point that he got rabies and then just shut it off like Phoebe I'm guessing from the so. Friends? I'm guessing so because that's all I really remember is the friendship. Okay. And then I remember him not being well and maybe the slamming of the, the, the um, door uh, to the cage by his mother. And then maybe in my mind, you know, things were sad and it was over. But I don't remember the actual resolution or climax, okay. if you will, of that. I've got you. Uh, I blocked it out. Even though you watched it hundreds of times. Yeah, I'm thinking I just stopped it there. Or maybe my mom knew. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very I have good no, I have no recollection of um, the official passing. 
and neither does Thompson. Yeah. And we are also joined by the world's youngest podcast host, the 15-week-old Thompson Murray Teets, who I don't believe actually watched this movie because he was sleeping in his bumpo while I was taking notes. That's a possibility because he sleeps a lot and he's cute. So if you hear him giggling or cooing or talking, that is what's going on. What up, Dad? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard him say that. <laughs> it's new, just for today. Just for today, okay. We are talking about the memories of, you know, I almost said Goonies. No. Once, once again, we are not doing the Goonies movie podcast. We should, even though it's not Disney. I don't know why Disney doesn't own that one. They own everything yeah, else. Yeah, they should. So we are talking about Old Yeller and how it was one of the movies that you watched repeatedly, which, I mean, I spoke to Icky about this one when we were talking about recording because we always we, we record on every Disney movie. Right. That's actually on the Disney Plus app. With the exception of... Song of the South, just because that's one that everybody needs to know about regardless. Right. And so, when I told him that this was the next movie coming up, he, was, he, he had the exact same response that I did, which is, well, I guess I'll have to watch it, <laughs> and I'll probably cry. Well, maybe it was a harder thing for you guys, because y'all were, you know, and there's that, you know, boys are tough, and this type of yeah. It's a easier walk, little female line back in the day. That's a very distinct possibility. I, I never considered that. Because girls didn't care about dogs. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I mean, I am a cat person, but I like I like I like Dooley, okay? I didn't want I didn't want Yeller to die. That's that's because he didn't die. In your in your version. Yeah, of the movie. my version. Yeah, he just kinda went away. Which happily. Maybe if people would have shut off the movie at the point where he was banging against the door, right? It would have made for a more satisfying ending because you it left you to not know if he got better or if he just lived out his life in that little barn cellar, whatever thing. It I was. think I knew that he died in my in my in my head. Okay. I knew that he had to he had to pass. And I believe I was aware of a shot, but I just wasn't aware that of the scene and it and it happening and that of okay. who who carried it out. But in true Disney fashion they do give us their happily ever after, which yes. I don't I definitely didn't recall. I thought the movie ended with old yeller dying, not right. with Young Yeller, Little Yeller, Little Baby Yeezer Yeller, whatever you want to call him. Yeezer. <laughs> yes, Little Baby Yeezer Yeller. Say that three times. With him coming out trying to make nice with Travis, and then Travis talking to old Daddy Davy Crockett with a mustache. Not old Daddy Davy Crockett. With old Daddy Davy Crockett <laughs> with a mustache. And him... Saying that from, I think I actually wrote wrote this part down. What he actually said. Oh, please! I know this is going to make for great 
Editing. You could do like extras every time we say old daddy Davy Crockett with a drink. Oh my gosh. Well then we're gonna have to put that in or change it into a bingo game. There we go. Anyway, old daddy Davy Crockett. So take it with a mustache. Yes. Take a drink. Yes. And old daddy Davy Crockett take two uh brought uh old user. Is that even really his name or did you just make that up? <laughs> I just made that up. Okay. And so Thompson does not little like... Little did you know that Kanye West had a reference in Old Yeller. Yes, exactly. Yeezy. Yeezy. So, because old Daddy Davy Crockett with a mustache explains to Travis that everything happens for a reason and that he should try to love what came from Old Yeller, then we have our satisfying everybody goes home happy with the little puppy, little young Yeezy. You know, and even though some people don't like the, you know, the forever happy endings of Disney, but in reality, I mean, life does go Yeah, life does go on. You know, I mean, so, like it. That's part of the reason why we actually brought you on for this show. That and the fact that you were the only one that was willing to sit and talk about your feelings about Old Yeller. <laughs> so So I get I get called in for all the heavy lifting. Yeah. For all the sad movies. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be talking to you well actually I don't think there are any other sad movies that I'm aware of because everything else actually has a happy, happy, joy, joy ending. And there's your running stimpy reference. But uh there here it is. Alright. Uh, Whenever you're ready, Dan. Well, I'm... I'm Old Daddy Davy Crockett with a mustache. Drink. Well, uh, the the movie actually ends with Old Daddy Davy Crockett with a mustache telling Travis that the best thing that he can do is to forget and move on. And I, I had to go back and write that down because I was like, wait, What? You just buried your dog, and you're just going to tell him to just forget it and drive on? No. I mean, that sounds like my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and now we know why you watched that movie so much. It, it all makes sense. Just forget it and move on. Yeah. And Thompson's laughing at that, so it must have been funny. It was funny. But because there was a new life that had come from... Since a new life had come from old Daddy Davy Crockett, no, not really, from Yeller, we have a new um, life that can actually move into the place for old Yeller. Even though old Yeller can never be replaced, young Yeller, which I think was what they actually called him. Much more appropriate than... Well... I mean, if we were to redo the movie nowadays, it'll be old Yeezy and young Yeezy. True. So, but we did have our happily ever after, which, like I said, since I've watched it twice and not hundreds of times, I didn't recall any of that because, like I said, I was I was just expecting it to end with the gunshot and they fade to black and just deal with it or just forget it and move on. Right. As old Daddy David Crockett with a mustache. Right, and I think that's what I envisioned, like you said, like with the gunshot and it faded to black. But not that 
Travis was very good at. Yeah. Which is admirable. Um, but now, I mean, but there were um, joyful to be, you know, where he saved him from um, uh, the rabbit animal and then the bear and all yeah. of that. The bear, the, the bull, the pig, the hog, which, like I said, was how I right. thought that he got the hydrophobia. Right. And, I mean, with with every movie, there's... It seems like Disney's starting to develop their way to do things. Because they they, they take you on a journey where it's up and down and all around. Mm -hmm. But then you also have it where it ends with a... Try to figure out the word here. It's not a successful resolution, but it's a, a necessary. necessary might work, but I'm thinking... Abrupt? No, that would have been if they did end it with the... Like how we remember it. Yeah. The... With the complimentary resolution. Mm-hmm. I, was, I wasn't thinking about easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, is there anything else that you can... Put into this before we move into the actual questions about how this fits into today's society. Okay. Well, there of course are three questions that we always ask. Okay. The first one is how what is today's impact of the movie? And as I have mentioned before, Davy Crockett did survive the Alamo. He just changed his name, grew a mustache, and had a family. Right. So for those of you that is what we would call fake news. Um, the fact that when Arliss brought in the little snake at the very beginning of the, of mm -hmm. the movie, the mamas told him not to touch snakes, which is good. Even yeah. Though, well, but, but little boys are made of snakes and snails and puppy dog tails. So I don't know how that would actually work. Probably better just touch them, you know. Even if it is a little baby garter snake like what he had in his pocket. Um, the next thing that I had written down is that uh, Mama was always threatening to switch Arliss. Which Thompson did not like the reference to that. Right, he did not like the switch. Now, I was switched. Were you switched? I was switched more than my fair share of times. So. Right. And so, considering we live in a world where it's not politically correct to, shall we say, lay hands on your child, that, that part would definitely get written out of the of the movie if it were to be rewritten or be redone. Which, with the, with the way that Disney is doing live actions of all of their cartoons, uh -huh. it probably won't be long before we actually do see a cartoon version of Old Yellow. I don't think so. You don't? No. Okay. Well, then we will disagree on that. I because... don't think so. Because I don't think that, that I don't, I just don't like appropriately. And that goes back to where I was, what I said initially about the tone and the setting and things like that. I don't think it could transfer into animation successfully. Yeah. That's just my opinion personally. Okay. Well, the next thing is Arliss always used his imagination. He was always telling tall tales, mm -hmm. which kind of leads into the next step, which is 
the fact that I actually wrote down, throwing stones at someone will get you what you want. You think? Yeah, because Arliss, let me see, he threw stones at the guy that came to claim Yeller. True. And as a result, he got to keep Yeller. Or he got to trade him for a horned toad, which was then released so that way Arliss could re-gather it. And then he threw stones at Travis about three or four times during the movie and always ended up getting what he wanted because the mother was softer on Arliss than he was than she was on Travis. And so there was that. And then the next thing pause. Okay, so when Yeller the Elder the elder. Nice, like work. That. nice work. Was torn up by the hog. The mom actually snatched a hair out of the donkey's tail to stitch him up. Yes. Which, I guess, that was the way that you sewed things up back then? Oh my word. People would have a cow today. No pun intended. <laughs> if um, you stitch somebody up with the hair... Well, I, th I think I think it would be more in line with the fact that you you caused pain and anguish to a donkey by even pulling a hair. Exactly. So, uh, the next thing, which in typical Disney fashion, they did actually talk about heaven, which kind of surprised me. But with the fact that el that the elder yeller. I'm coming up with all these different terms instead of. I'm, I'm I'm here for all of them. I love it. Well, I'm glad that you're. And so is Thompson. Thompson's yes. here for all of them. Yes, Elder Yelder. Elder Yelder. Uh, there we go. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so so much we could do with it. You do not like the Elder Yelder. All right, we will not call him that anymore. But with Old Yeller dying, it had to be brought up that that there is a heaven which i mean in today's world you don't talk about heaven or hell if you're in disney in disneyland oh, okay lee just and since this is an audio medium i have to i have to describe <laughs> this i just said there is no heaven or hell or that you don't talk about heaven or hell and lee's head whipped around well i just didn't understand but yes with with the political correctness movement that is sweeping the nation, that we don't true. talk about anything that could be considered counterculture, I guess is the, would be the proper term. Turn. Yes. And then also, as is the way with Disney, there is no on-screen deaths. You don't see the wolf get shot. You don't see Yeller get shot. Well, you see him get shot, but you don't see him actually go down. Which, I think there's only been one movie in the almost 30 years, 25 years that we've covered, where there actually was an on-screen death, and that was the Fantasia episode. Because the dinosaurs fought against each other and killed one of them, and... And I just brought the show to a complete stop. Or are you trying to think of other on-screen deaths? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm just listening. Oh, okay. Well, the second question. 
is is old yeller old yeller mirrored in culture i think so i think that the underdog is a um, public favorite in any situation kind of not welcome beloved and mm -hmm. i think that underdog will always be beloved yeah but now the i mean dogs are loved except for people that love cats and then very rarely they do love dogs on the side they just don't tell their cats. So I'm wondering if this movie would have been made about cats if it would have had a response. I don't um Oh, excuse me. I don't I don't I think that the cats hmm. dogs. I think they hate But that's you know, a podcast. I mean I don't hate I'm a cat but I I know you're a cat person. I that's, think it's kind that was of like part of why I brought that up. I think it's kind of um frowned upon to like say out loud. Yeah. But I don't I think it's a like cat. Yeah. So that's why I put back around here, you know, that, that Old Yeller is definitely because a dog is man's best friend. Yeah. I think he needs a diaper too, Pop. We're about to wrap though. Let's Rappity rap 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 yeller to yeller easy easy. And that <laughs> was your rap for the episode. Okay. So, we have stated that this movie is a timeless classic. So, does it fit into today's society? It's your third and final question. Does it fit into today's society? Well, I think so, yes. Like, um, you know, that the underdog will always be beloved. And there's loss. What? You know, every can relate to loss. Mm -hmm. And it's a great, it's uh, in a sense a great tragedy. You know, everybody, everybody loves a great tragedy. Why do you say that? As a fellow comm major... You know, I mean, it just, everyone, it, it, it sells. Yeah, okay, I'll give, I'll give Not you Not to be disrespectful on any platform, but I mean, just being something that I rarely am, a realist here. Okay. So. Uh, well, the, the fact that this movie was released in 1959 and is obviously still being talked about because we're talking about it right true, now. that is an accurate statement. <laughs> Although Thompson does not like to talk about it anymore. So, um, I mean, the... So, this will put an end to Old Yeller. <laughs> but I think he's already had his end. <laughs> that was terrible. Please that, cut that out. No, we, hey, we're keeping it in because well, that, that was the whole... Like, how did you say that? We just put an end to Old Yeller. I mean, I think we're... I think he's good. I think he is, has been... He's been ended. <laughs> so, yeah. Th this will end the podcast on Old Yeller. For those of you who have stuck around with us, thank you for sticking around to the very end. Lee, yes. tell people about what you do. My name is Lee Hinton, and I'm the director of Sanctuary Respite Ministry. We are an outreach uh, community ministry of Forest Hills United Methodist Church here in Macon, Georgia. And we bring uh, loss a place to call their own, um, a club, if you will. We're in the sanctuary of Ingleside Methodist Church. The to us for three-hour sessions. We're open Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we are a social model of care, um, serving them through activity, love, and grace. Okay. And it is a great time. Um, Dan is one of our volunteers, and we are grateful for him and for all who serve with us. And we thank you for coming. Thank you. Can if somebody wanted to donate. If someone donate, they can write their checks to Sanctuary Respite Ministry, 
and they can um, mail them to 1217 Forest Hill Road and that will go to our home office at Forest Hills United Methodist Church and it's here in Macon. And we would like to thank you for listening. If you like the show, which obviously you did because you stuck around for over 40 minutes of True. craziness, insanity, crying babies, talks bad of... Bad jokes. Very bad jokes. Or are they dad jokes? Whatever today was, it was some of our best work. This Just putting it out there. This is true. And speaking <laughs> about crying babies, we will go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, if you've stuck around this long, give us a review on whatever streaming platform it is that you are listening to us on. Because that is the only way that you, or that people will find out about us is by writing, rating, reviewing. Yeah. We're just going to leave it like that. Yeah. And you can also send us an email at the email <laughs> that will be in the out. Your next episode to watch is actually going to be a throwback which this whole show is a throwback, but we are going to be talking about the 1955 pre-opening of Disneyland, and I have something very special in line for that. So that's your homework, and until then, stay hungry, stay happy, and don't make the baby cry. Bye! Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback, and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye. Free without a family tree But he could up and do it And prove there's nothing to it And that's how a good dog should be Here, yeller, come back, yeller Best doggone dog in the West Best doggone dog in the West Old yeller was a hunter A rare and terran hunter in any chase he knew just how to run And when he hunted trouble He always found it double And that's when old Yeller had fun Here Yeller, come back Yeller Best doggone dog in the West Best doggone dog in the West Old Yeller a fighter, a rootin' tootin' fighter. In any scrap he knew just what to do. What to do? 
A rough and ready feller, although his coat was yeller, his bold Texas heart was true blue. in the world.